Welcome to Finding Truth, hosted by Aiden and Jason. Here we cover popular theories with the purpose to define where the facts end and the conspiracy begins. In our first installment of Finding Truth, we will define what makes a conspiracy theory and analyze some of the most circulated and controversial theories today. All right, Jason. You know quite a bit about conspiracy theories, at least the uh, history here, so... What do you think makes a conspiracy theory? I think a conspiracy theory starts with an event that's going on or an event that happened that's hard to explain. So there's there's some partial truth in there, but a conspiracy starts where they're connecting the dots between facts that they know and an outcome that they either want to see or want to believe. And... This this can also lead to something that we've learned about in class, the a confirmation bias. So when someone believes a certain theory, they will look for information or connections and they will develop these connections to make it so they find their the answer that they're looking for instead of a more logical answer or a different path that their research could take them down. Well, um, obviously there's a lot of outlandish theories, some without merit, some without proof. How do you feel about some of these more truthful theories, the ones that have uh, real merit, the ones that there's evidence but maybe aren't as widely known or talked about for their significance in the world? Well, I think it starts with a lot of um, today's society and how we go about portraying these theories because the media can they they spread a specific agenda and these these agendas are typically one-sided whether they believe this theory or not well they're companies right media's they the media is a company exactly. so they have they have their own set of values and um uh, where conspiracy theory starts, the first one that we'll talk about is the definition of a conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's interesting how uh, the word conspiracy is defined by a secret plan that's almost unlawful and malicious by intent from a group of people. I think that that's so interesting that, you know, this uh, conspiracy theory that we call it or the term in general which is an umbrella term that actually includes theories that aren't necessarily theories because they've been proven true i i I just find weird do you think why would they name it a conspiracy why would it be a conspiracy well take take the jfk assassination for instance it the there are two different sides to it There was the side that believed there was only one killer in the JFK assassination, and there was a side that believed there had to be another player, just because it made too much sense for there not to be only one killer. Um, The CIA released a statement saying that there was only one killer, and that's what they portrayed. But you come to find that the CIA actually popularized the term conspiracy theory these two words had been used 
in conjunction before, but when they used it, they popularized this term by giving it a negative connotation. More as if if you believe in a conspiracy theory, you're not necessarily wrong. You're just not right. And yeah. whatever the real theory is or the facts is, that is what right what's right. So if you believe in a conspiracy theory, it it means you're going away from the truth. Yeah. And as in as in the JFK assassination, it it divides it, it it's hard to find a line where the truth is and where the conspiracy starts. Yeah. So so labeling the whole thing as a conspiracy theory almost debunks the truth to it. So if the media or you know the government wanted to sort of disguise some sort of information, it would be easy for them because they can label it as such, you know, a conspiracy, something outlandish, unbelievable. It's well, easy for that. That's if we're talking about the government and hiding hiding operations and activities the the CIA had a project called Project MK Ultra and this was a project that was top secret the public did not know about it and it went on from 1953 to 1973 it was a it was a project that started in the cold war because we feared that the Soviet Union and North Korea were using uh, mind control techniques on prisoners of war and we wanted to create our own ways of mind control so we would take the not the not we the CIA unwillingly would take people off the street ordinary men off the street and conduct tests on them well what I find uh, so interesting about MK Ultra, at least on my own in my own uh research and, and such is for the longest time it was almost as if people had a slight idea but the idea wasn't it wasn't covered and it was almost it was treated as there was no merit and I think that that gives some value to you know the previous point of it being a conspiracy I think that as soon as you label it that it's hard to believe so when these people you know hear about MK Ultra or whatever, you know, they're not necessarily going to believe it because something truthful, something they believe in, like the media isn't telling them. But then it turns out, you know, in the 1970s, when the information is released from a, a whistleblower of the New York Times, all of a sudden everyone knows, everyone, everyone understands what happened. And it turns out this, you know, self-proclaimed conspiracy theory that was called by the media and, and the government for so long is now actual truth yeah and it's it's something that as we talked about before the media they didn't they didn't portray this or they didn't this wasn't the breaking news because i feel like as an american citizen if i was a part of there's there's a test there's a project in mk ultra called um midnight climax and this is where they went around the Bay Area, San Francisco, and Marin County. This is where I live back home. And they lured men into a room with, prostitu with prostitutes. And 
they ended up dosing these men with LSD and they would they would investigate the effects of LSD on these people and they would be completely unaware that they are getting tested for LSD. And if if I knew that that was happening, I would want to know. Mm-hmm. And it just it just goes to show that like how much of a play does the CIA have on our daily lives mm-hmm. because a media the media why don't they cover such a story? Well, I think I think it's super interesting how if you lived back in that time and someone was to tell you, you know, not a media source, not some politician, not some, you know, big person that you would really put your your trust into and they they wanted to tell you the CIA is conducting mind control experiments, nobody's going to believe you. They're going to think you're crazy. So I think that the media in a way is almost one of the most powerful things in modern society because as soon as the media covers it and as soon as people believe that what they're saying is true then it's true but if the media is not covering it then apparently it's not true so a lot of these conspiracy theories that you know again they're a company they're uh big agencies that 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 make money so if there's something they want to hide they can hide it because the people want to hear from them well yeah as as in the jfk assassination this is this goes along with the cia hiding stuff such as mk ultra they so the congress set up a commission called the church commission and they were investigating the death of uh JFK and they actually found that the CIA purposely didn't provide information that the CIA tried to assassinate Fidel Castro and that just shows that the CIA can hide such big information such as assassinating the president of Cuba they don't have to say anything and that just goes to show that so much stuff can be hidden and what don't we know about these theories yeah and there's so much there's so much top secret stuff and there's there's so many you know i feel like conspiracies out there that involve you know big people big companies big tech but i also think i think that there's a an example out there of of at least of recent involving household names celebrities and i think when uh epstein when he was put to trial and his suicide was made a real big deal, I think that it kind of shocked people because the connections that he had to such big people, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he was connected to the royal family. He was connected to big business entrepreneurs. And I think it's so interesting that I think right there, it just proves that the connection to some of these theories are with these big people. So it's not necessarily too far-fetched to assume that the media or these companies would want something like that theory, you know, dismissed. Yeah, you brought up Epstein and this billionaire, Jeffrey Epstein, had an island and on this island, he had a massive complex. In this complex, he 
he had people work for him on this island and he bribed people on this island to kind of turn a blind eye to what was going on in this complex. And as, as the years went on, it was found to the public that it wasn't just a pretty island. It was a island where sex trafficking was going on. And this island, Jeffrey Epstein was a registered sex offender on this island. And the police claimed they didn't know. And that just shows that this billionaire Jeffrey Epstein could just have people turn an instant blind eye with money. It's power. It's power. It's real powerful. It's, it's, and it just, it just shows. I mean, that first, we, we now label these things as conspiracy theories. So we automatically dismiss them in our brain. And now, when you have the big people, the big media, the big celebrities out there almost immediately dismissing it, it's hard to garner support for such a theory because of how outlandish it seems. Well, so for Epstein, what we know is true. So this is this is where the conspiracy starts and or this is where the facts this is where the facts are true. Is we know he's a billionaire who's a registered sex offender on that island and he had a flight log. And there were many people confirmed to be on this flight log, such as you mentioned, people of the royal family, Prince Andrew. He was, he went four times to this island. Wasn't Bill Clinton on there too? Bill Clinton went on his jet. It was never confirmed that he went specifically to the island, but it was confirmed that Bill Clinton was on Jeffrey Epstein's jet four times. Well, that's important. I mean, he's a big politician, right? He's big connections. Yes, and this jet, it was not just the island. It was Jeffrey Epstein in, as a whole who was a pedophile. There's claims by traffic controllers that air traffic controllers and people who worked for him that in quotes they would be talking as a joke how many kids are on board this time oh when they're flying Jeffrey Epstein that's th- that's disgusting yeah and it those so those are the facts that we know and where things start to get a little sketchy is he had a black book. And this this black book was an unofficial official record of who went in and out of his in and out of his island. The complex? Yes. Yes, the complex. Okay. And um we don't know for sure what is true and what is not, but what we do know is there are many public figures on this list not to get in any names or anything but these people are very powerful and why is it staying so hidden why don't we know these exact names it all raises some questions but when Jeffrey Epstein got arrested he got put into jail and this is where it starts to get a little sketchy because he ended up committing suicide or so that was what was announced. And this is kind of where a conspiracy begins to start because it's almost like the evidence, the physical proof that would have been there to support any sort of disproving claim being like, well, he's committed suicide because this security footage 
right here, right? Or the security guards, I mean, they were witness to something like this. There's none of that. I think that's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein, he, a few weeks before his death, he tried to kill himself mm-hmm. and was put on suicide watch. And I, he got taken off suicide watch and a couple of days later, he hung himself in jail. That, how can you let such a big public figure slip through the cracks like that in a jail? Who, who, who messed up so badly or who orga- orchestrated that series of events to let him kill himself? Because the knowledge Jeffrey Epstein had about the knowledge that he had about allegedly who could have been involved with his him and his pedophilia ring was so valuable that this is this is a conspiracy theory. If he was put on trial, I mean, there would have been a lot of stuff, right? He could have he could have convicted a lot of powerful people for serious crimes, pedophilic crimes, and. Another conspiracy besides just powerful people orchestrating to kill him is a more outlandish one. Is this see this is this is where we can draw the line for sure because people are saying, for example, feds feds staged his suicide so other celebrities would let their guard down and he can later uh, testify against them in trial, and that's definitely a more outlandish theory, and. There's not a whole lot of proof around that. But the fact that he hung himself in jail and he slipped through the cracks and there was no no one watched him. They didn't check on him every 30 minutes like they were supposed to. And he was being housed alone. Didn't his autopsy... I, I believe I saw an article a while back. His autopsy... Or it said his autopsy matched closer... Uh, the cause of death was closer to a homicide than it was a suicide. Is that yeah. real? Is that true? Yes. Uh, a former New York City medical examiner said, in quotes, Epstein's injuries are extremely unusual in suicidal hangings and could occur much more commonly in homicidal strangulation. He had a fracture in his neck that was very common with a strangulation. And that's why the uh, medical examiner was led to say this but it just it's interesting that someone of such influence and such such wealth could get away with heinous crimes for years and build up this fortress of sex trafficking and be involved with allegedly involved with a lot of powerful people could just die. Yeah, I think his power should not be underestimated because I believe that he had the... He, he, this isn't the first time. I mean, his suicide when he was put in jail, that was not the first time he was accused of pedophilia. It was not the first time. I mean, he was suspected of this a while ago, but he went to trial twice with the same judge, which is already weird. It's a... Weird coincidence, let's say, if we're not trying to make any uh, conspiracies on our own. And that same judge ended up dismissing the trial before it even began 
two times. And I, I think that that, I mean, there's, you can't dispute that. I mean, it's just, it, it, I feel like if we want to make that connection and we bring this into the conspiracy part of things, that is his power. And there is no line to be drawn that would stop another powerful figure involved in this entire, you know, orchestrated pedophilia ring that wouldn't make it so they couldn't just walk in, kill him, dispose of of the main evidence that would have been used against probably a bunch of other people, powerful people. So, I, I mean, I feel like it's not too outlandish, but obviously... I mean, that's just kind of what the conspiracy is. That's what well, the conspiracy it's, is. It's definitely not outlandish for an apparent suicide to be ruled to be ruled as a suicide, but then found to maybe not be a suicide. Because if we go back to the Project MK Ultra, a so there's a scientist named Frank Olson who worked with the CIA, and at one of these uh, parties that they would throw for college kids called acid tests. Um, He was secretly dosed with LSD. And two days later, he fell from a window and they ruled it a suicide. It's crazy. And it's interesting because it was ruled a suicide and everyone kind of looked past it. This was in 1953. In 1994, his family went back and hired a private investigator and conducted a second autopsy on his body and found that the body had injuries that were extremely likely to have occurred before the fall. So Frank Olson was involved deeply. He's a scientist for the CIA. So he knew a lot of information. Why did he die right after he was a subject of one of these tests? On the next episode, we will be covering celebrity deaths, disappearances, and the mysteries surrounding them. This has been Jason and Aiden. Thank you for listening to the first installment of Finding Truth. If you enjoyed, please review our podcast and follow our socials, jason.keeney and aiden.barnes22.